Niners, Pikmin Bloomers, Ballers. Wait. Wait. We're going to have to change this up, aren't we, Chris? I'm not going to yes, be able to are. say baller. Yeah, let me let me try this again. Let me do it right. All right, let me try this one more time. Because Niantic made some changes that we're going to talk about. So it's going to change our intro a little bit. We're going to I was thinking about that before yeah. we started. Yeah. Welcome all agents, trainers, Pikmin bloomers, lightship pilots, eighth wall advertisers, and our beloved explorers and wayfinders to episode number 77 of the Wayspotters podcast. Wayspotters is brought to you by the good people at the Pokemon Professor Network. And today is Friday, June the 30th, and it seems like we always have a jam-packed show for you this week. So before we get into that, Chris, how you doing, man? I'm good, buddy. How you doing? Good. Um, we have no video this week, so if you're listening to this, thank you. It's audio only. We're going through some technical difficulties as Wayspotters wow. continues to grow. Um, we are hard on equipment, and computers break, and things go foul, and that's kind of where we are right now. So we're audio only this week. Hopefully, we'll be back on video. But you doing okay? I'm doing good, buddy. I'm doing good. Thank yeah, my you, laptop bro. took a... Uh... A bit of a dump so yeah i know remember mine did and getting repaired right before you joined the show my laptop did the same thing and i had to go out and buy that mac so yeah it was, yeah it was kind of this it was just it was just kind of weird timing that like it died there but hey we got a jam-packed show and before we get into it um before we jump into the news i want to set out some heartfelt warm welcome thoughts to 230 Niantic employees who were laid off earlier this week. Uh, you're in our thoughts, and we hope you land on your feet sooner rather than later. I didn't want to include this in the news this week, Chris. I just kind of wanted to talk about it a little bit. But, um, you know, Niantic made a reduction yeah. in force, as as the kids say these days. And 230 people are no longer with them, and that's going to impact all areas of play. But we would be remiss if we didn't say thank you to those people um, you know, we do our best to be really good partners with Niantic and those are people with real lives, real families, real mortgages. And so I wanted to start the show off with that. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Um, I feel real bad for all them, uh, from a company perspective, you know, you kind of got to understand that they'd have to make decisions like this and it's just the way it is. Right. But it's, it's never easy when people lose their livelihoods. Not at all. I feel really bad. For them. Not at all. And I think what's interesting is something that we had talked about, not on the podcast, but kind of off the air that they're going to focus on first party titles and things that, you know, mm-hmm. you know, Pokemon, which is not a first party title, but it essentially is Ingress, which is a first party title, you know, Pikmin and Peridot, which are first party title or, or Peridot's a first party title. Paradox, yeah, yes. Paradox. Yeah. But I got to imagine the licensing and the access fees for NBA and Marvel were enormous, you know? Oh, for sure. Or at least the rev share. Like if they brought in a dollar, you know, they didn't get to keep the whole dollar. Where if they bring in a dollar on Ingress, they yep. get to keep it all. Who knows? Maybe it was 35, yep. 40, 50 cents on the dollar with Marvel and um, NBA. So um, I would, I'm just, you know. Hate to see people lose their jobs, but, you know, it's yep. the world we live in, unfortunately. Yep. Well, all right. Yeah, Hannah. You you want to jump yep. into the news, or do you want to talk about this a little more? Kind yes, of makes let's me jump. Sad. 
Let's jump into the news. All right, here we go. And now, the latest Niantic news from the Wayspotters podcast, presented by the Pokemon Professor Network. All right, so let's jump into the news. First, Roots are... They've released the embargo on Roots. They've released this to some more people, so we can talk more about it, which is great. Um... So I'm going to read a little news press here. It says, hello, explorers with a great launch to Roots Early Access. By now, explorers with Early Access have created a route which have several tags on their submissions, such as submitted or published. We are seeing the world light up with Roots. All of the Roots created so far have been extremely helpful in making improvements to the Roots experience in Pokemon Go. One of these learnings has been that Roots that are 500 meters or longer are best for gameplay balancing. The Roots team will be making 500 meters the shortest distance requirement for route, all routes, meaning that those routes currently under 500 meters will display a rejected or not accepted tag as they continue to review route submissions. This change will take place over the next couple of days and thankfully only impact a small fraction of created routes. So I've noticed that when you when you start your routes, it does say it has to be 500 yep, meters. Yep, I noticed so that also. Yeah. That, which is... Which is it's it makes sense, right? You don't want someone making a fifteen or twenty meter route. Right. You got to have at least some. You got to have at least a little bit of meat to them. I noticed someone, and I won't say who, but someone made a route that was a circle, and it was like a really small tight circle, and it looked like they were spelling an O. And I'm like, don't do that. Don't don't do that oh, at all. Don't we talked that. about that. Yeah, we talked don't about this. That. You know, I um, I personally would love to see one kilometer be the minimum. Because I think of everything mm-hmm. as like a min-max, right? So if I'm doing a route yep. and it's a one-kilometer route, if I do a circle or do it twice, I'm hatching an egg. So I'm doing two things, killing two birds with one stone. So, yeah. But a half a kilometer is fine. But personally, the one the, the ones that I've done, they're all at least one kilometer long. So people can, you know, do it twice or do a yep. circle and be able to hatch an egg. So that's just me. Yeah. Yeah, mine are all over a kilometer long, too, yeah. so I agree with you there. The only other bit of news, there's some discussion in the uh, Wayfair discussion discord and on the forums about the challenge rewards and mm-hmm. people not getting them when they think that they should have. Mm-hmm. Um, the Niantic team is all over responding to them on the forums, and not a lot of people are very happy with <laughs> their responses. They're so I think, yeah, that's... Yeah, some people are angry. And you know what? And I I get it. If you think you hit your 50, you should get those rewards. Mm-hmm. Right. Because they're good rewards, right? Yeah, they're but really I think good what's rewards. happening, and this is this is a theory that was floated in the in the Wayfair Discussion Discord was um sometimes when you're reviewing, it'll reach a resolution before you finish your review. Right. So what I think was happening was the plugin was a was taking that as a completed review and adding it to your total when in, in the background it wasn't being added to your total because when you hit submit nothing happened right and i think that right. illustrates I, yeah go ahead i'm sorry i i don't think that you that error always comes up i think sometimes it goes through and it looks like you've done a submission and you did you really didn't so yeah yeah i think that illustrates another point that the plugin is great but we need an official Niantic counter because mm-hmm. people are going to look at the plugin yep. and go, well, the plugin said this and Niantic is going to go, Hey, it's the plugin. It's not really yep. official. And it's you know, the third party. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and the way we count things is the way we count things. And you can't take the plugin to account. 
And I get it, but I think that just shows that if one of the ambassadors is able to create a plug-in on short time, that there should be an engineer on the Niantic Wayfarer team that could create something that could give you an official counter, maybe not every day, yep. but at least for a challenge to say, here's where you are, because we know the technology yep. is out there to be done. So I think that's part of the problem is that people are like, I'm seeing something on my screen that says I did it. And yeah. you're telling me I didn't. And Niantic's like, that plugin is not our official um, property. Yep. So I, I'm not going to go on that. And I think one of the things that said on there was, or I think you might've said this, taking your word for it's not an option. Yeah. <laughs> you know, exactly. Yep. So you can't, you can't just take everybody's, Oh, but, but I did it. And they go, Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Here you no, go. That's not how here's it works. Your, here's your and you know, here's your upgrade. And that counter exists because they've referenced the counter several times yes. to people saying we stand by our counter. So they, they have, have it. it. They just need to be able to port it onto the, onto the interface or onto a different website that right. says, Hey, this is going to update every six hours. Mm -hmm. Pay attention. And they've got right? a and leaderboard. So we know they have it. Yeah. Yep. So fingers crossed that that's available for the next challenge. Yeah. I feel like we'll that would be nice. fingers crossed on a lot of things over the next few weeks. For <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. right. Um, so is that all the news you got for us? Was it kind of a slow news week that, other than a couple obvious things? Kind of a slow news week. Yeah. 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 A slow news week is not bad. So nope. let's jump into one of the two main topics. So, so guys and gals, we've got a couple of really good topics for you. Things that we've been talking about in the background for a while. So I'm going to, we're going to mm -hmm. do it a little bit different this week. I'm going to take topic number one, and then Chris is going to take topic number two. And uh, if you look at the title of this uh, episode, it's my hill to die on. And I think each one of these topics <laughs> is our hill that we want to die on. So number one is definitely a hill I want to die on. And I know Chris feels so passionate about topic number two. So bear with us a little bit if we go on our own individual rank rant. Um, and hopefully you guys will come with us and you will follow us on socials and interact with us like you guys have. And then uh, at the back end of the show, we have a voicemail we're going to play from Kroner. And it's amazing. And... That's what we have going along with Cole of the Week and all the other good stuff. So, Chris, you ready to jump into some discussion topics? Yes, sir. All right. So, topic number one. So, Chris, have you ever heard the phrase, this is the hill I'm willing to die on? Do you know what that means yes, and sir. where that phrase came from? I know I've said it many I times. I don't know where it came from. But this week, I had to look it up. So, let me, let me, let me give you the reference. The hill you want to die on stems from the 20th century American literary works related to military origins. It's often used in questioning form to ask if an opinion or an action is truly worth the effort. It can also be used to strengthen an argument further that something is important enough to die upon that hill. In this case, the hill is meant to represent a struggle worth fighting for. My hill to die on? POIs on disc golf courses. So before you jump in, let me elaborate a little <laughs> bit. Let me give a little background. So the Niantic Wafer team over the years have said these are ineligible. But are they really? What was the original reason they were, de they were deemed that way? They say they interrupt play? Well, I'd argue POIs on basketball courts could interrupt play. I'd argue POIs on playgrounds can interrupt play of kids who wants some creepy old guy spinning a photo disc uh, 
battling a gym or hacking a portal while you're trying to go down the slide with your friends. What about tennis courts? People put the pin of the tennis court right at center court. I know we've got an interaction radius, but I could say that would disrupt play just as much as a disc golf course. So the reason I bring this up is all of these POIs are on some field of play, right? Now, Chris, I don't nominate the baskets. I nominate the tee-off where you throw the disc, which doubles as a trail marker in most parks. Most parks, it'll say golf hole number six, golf hole number seven, and it'll have a map and a layout, and it'll show you, and I use that as a trail marker. Where's the harm in that, Chris? I'd show you some examples of ones that I've gotten through, but there's some really petty people out there that would report them. So I'm not going to show you. So you're just going to have to take my word for it. Now, the last time <laughs> these were in an AMA, there was a backlash. So I'm going to stop mm. there. That was kind of my initial rant. But I've got three points that I'm going to just back up on and put my back against the wall that people say it interrupts play. You'll get hit with the disc. Not if you nominate the tee off. I could get hit with the basketball, standing on the basketball court. I could get kicked in the face by a kid coming down a slide or on the merry-go-round. And I definitely could get hit in the head with the tennis ball on a tennis court. So that's my hill to die on, Chris. Tell me your thoughts on POIs on disc golf courses. I have a feeling you're on the other side, but I want to hear your thoughts. I am on the other side, but I, I, can, I say that you make a compelling argument. I will give you that much. I so my big my big thing with the POIs on disc golf courses and just golf courses in general, right? Because you can have this conversation about both um, basketball courts, tennis courts. People, this is the one that people say, "Oh, well, there's basketball courts. There's seven basketball courts in that park, and all of them are um, POIs, right?" And, and there's eighteen baseball diamonds in that little area, and all of them are POIs. So what's the difference, right? So my thoughts have always been I can play an entire baseball game on a baseball diamond. I can play an entire tennis match on a tennis court. Like you can't play an entire disc golf round on one hole or one basket, right? Or one, whatever they call it. Um, so that was kind of my, my thought was that it was that, that sporting event, that athletic event, takes place on that course. So that course would be the POI. And I think that was kind of Niantic's thoughts behind it. Mm -hmm. um, maybe it's the, the, I don't necessarily buy into the, you can get in the way because you're right. Like I, I could get in the way of a baseball diamond because people put the pin on the pitcher's mound, which is one of my biggest pet peeves, but that's, that's a whole that's other a completely show. Different thing. <laughs> that's a whole other show. Um, but yeah, I just my the, the whole it's it's the area in which you perform the activity is the is the the thought that I had. But I don't know, man. Like the the trail marker thing, you got me. You got me thinking. Right. Well, here's the other thing. So you know, I talk about my park all the time. So I'm not using my park as yep. an example because I don't want anybody searching it out. But there's another park about four or five miles, four or five kilometers, if we're being worldly. Um, down the where the crow flies from my house. And there's another disc golf course over there. And this park doesn't have a lot of things in it. I haven't really kind of tricked the park out. But as I was building routes, I was thinking, what a cool way to take people on a four-kilometer journey is what it ended up being. Think about that, a four-kilometer route. 
And, oh. and what I was going to do was use the tee-offs for each of the disc golf, you know, platforms and walk mm -hmm. along the path, not in the field of play, but in the woods. You know what? You've seen videos of me walking in the woods, nominating things. Think about that. It doesn't have to go in the field where the disc goes, but you can cut through and hit each one. And I could make an 18 POI route of, you know, yeah. in this park. Now, here's the other thing. I could make that same route and not use the disc golf POIs and be 100% in the field of play for disc golf and never use their POIs, right? I could walk right, that route, right. walk right down their fairway and make that same route and be in the field of play and nobody in Niantic or Wayfair would ever say anything about it because I didn't use the POI or I could be smart about it and do it in a way that it's respectful. So that's my thing. If Niantic really wants us to get out there and go, encourage me. I am extremely motivated. I will go spend an entire Sunday walking around in some random park, nominating things and making a route because it's going to make it better for some random person who's going to come through. I'm the guy that they're looking at. Now, the mm -hmm. reason why I say we need to talk about this in a very constructive manner, think about this. All right, Chris, rewind. Like right? You joined the show at the beginning of 2023, right? December 2022, before you were part of the Waste Spotters podcast, would you ever think about nominating a basketball court on an elementary school? Never. You wouldn't, right? Nope, never. Right. Fast forward to February, right? Fast forward to February of 2023. What was Niantic's guidance? Go ahead and nominate a basketball court on an elementary school because it's going to go into NBA All Worlds. Now, rip to NBA All Worlds, but do you yeah. see my point? Their guidance yep. changed based on some other factors. Now that roots are here, I'm saying I'm going to ask Niantic through official channels and on this podcast to reconsider what they're doing with disc golf because I think it's an opportunity for them to get more POIs in the game to build up parks, to get people out there, and to make routes more successful. So that's my hill I'm willing yep. to die on right there. Yeah, I. Uh, you make a very compelling argument. I will tell you that. Um, <laughs> I never, I've always been on the, the golf course or the, the disc golf course is its POI, right? Right. Um, but I, I will say this, there are some, especially golf courses that are, the tee-offs are interesting, right? right? And there's there's diff golf, disc golf courses where that first little spot it has like a map and it's yeah. it's kind of nice little sign. Well, I right? I not to interrupt you, but I don't feel the same way for a physical golf course because a physical golf yeah. course, and I'll tell you why, you have to pay admission. So you know, my daughter mm. takes golf lessons, right? I, I pay for her to go take golf lessons, and we pay to go play golf. So you don't see just random people just walking on a golf course, right? You don't. It's different. Disc golf, very few disc golf courses you have to pay admission to get into. Usually they're in a park and there's just a random basket in a park. Golf, golf, you've got to pay it. You've got to pay greens fees. you got to rent a cart. So that's different. A golf course does not want just random people walking in their golf course. So I don't advocate for that. But in Charlotte, North Carolina, right. where I live, every disc golf course is in a public park 
where you see people having a picnic, people kicking a ball, people doing everything, and then there's people playing disc golf. Now, at some of the bigger disc golf courses in Charlotte, they'll have tournaments and they'll have it blocked off. And of course, if they have it blocked off, then you don't go in there. But your right. average disc golf course is in a public park or a, a golf golf course. You've got to pay to get on. And the only reason you should be there is to play golf. People don't go just for a random stroll in a golf course. That's not part of what you do. But in a disc golf course, it's in a park and that's what you do. So that's where I distinguish it. And that's why I feel 100% confident saying you can have POIs on a diff golf, disc golf course because it's in a park versus a real golf course where you should not just be walking. That's fair. No, yeah, that's that's very fair. Um, yeah, I I think you might have, maybe you, I think you've convinced me. Um, especially <laughs> it, for me, the, the sign at the beginning, it would have to be, it would have to be interesting. You know what I mean? Like it would have to be like a not generic yes. that just says, yes golf disc here you know what i mean like it would have to have some sort of substance right. to it in order for it hold to... on so it would have to, it, it, it would it would have to be more interesting than a uh one slash two on a wooden pole for a uh, trail marker yeah i and i mean i would argue that that trail marker might not be eligible but the guidance from niantic says that's eligible if it's just a wooden stake in the ground, two or three feet meter or a meter yeah. and a half off the ground, and it's just painted one slash two, that's eligible. We've been down that road before. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. Um, I, I have had a couple of trail markers rejected by Niantic for being too generic <laughs> on appeal. So right. it's... It's a bit of a sore spot for me. Yeah. So I know, I know, <laughs> no, like, yeah, I, I know the people in the uh, Wayfair discussion discord are going to absolutely kill me for this because I'm like the yes. only person in the world. Well, not the only person. So I will say in my city, we get those through people in my city, vote those through people in yeah. other cities may not, which is fine. But, um, you know, I, I stopped talking about this in the Wayfair discussion discord a while ago. Because I was like the only one in there. And I'm like, you know what? I got a podcast. I'm going to go talk about it on my podcast because you can't hurt my feelings here. So that's you what I'm doing. You can't stop me. You can't stop me here. I got this yeah. microphone for an hour and I can say whatever I want. Yeah. No. But realistically, though, I mean, if we're thinking about bigger picture, and I know, I know I get labeled. I'm the need more stops guy. I'm the what's a few meters between friends guy. But if you look at my nominations, I don't get a lot of stuff rejected because I follow the guidelines. I talk a big game, yep. but when it comes down to nominating, I follow the guidelines because it's the right thing to do. Yep. And I'm going to continue to push this. And if you are on Team Jamal and you think that POI is a disc golf course, not the basket. Remember, I'm not talking – did I say this earlier? Not the basket, Chris. The tee-off. The basket – is 100% in the field of play. I don't think people yes. should be nominating yes. the basket. I'm talking about the tee off only with the sign and the map, not the basket. Don't hang out around the basket or you're going to get hit in the head with the Frisbee. Now yeah. I can also say Charlotte is one of the bigger disc golf cities in the country. 
And I go to the park all the time. People aren't playing disc golf all the time. It's not like people are playing mm. disc golf 24-7 and there's Frisbees flying everywhere. And, oh, my God, what about the children? They're going to get killed. No, people are playing on. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? People are like, oh, you're going to get hit with a Frisbee. Okay, go to the park 10 times and tell me how many times you see somebody playing disc golf. Like, let's be real, people. Yeah. Don't come at me with this. People are playing disc golf 24-7. I'm at my park all the dang time, and I see people occasionally playing disc golf. So let's not even go there. Don't even mm -hmm. come at me with that. Anyhow, that's the hill I'm willing to die on. I've got a couple other smaller hills, but that's the big hill because I can mm -hmm. really see how I can improve the Wayfarer in my city by adding those. And I can make some pretty sick routes. Like I walked one. It was 4.5 kilometers. It was a sick route. It takes you up an incline, down a hill, around some corners. It was a sick, it was a sick route. I didn't submit it yet because I need some more POIs, but there's some really cool right. things that we can do. Yeah. Yeah. Now what? I think you've convinced me. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I think you're, that's good, man. Yeah. Uh, I just, Niantic really needs to kind of, and get their head out their butts. I think sometimes. Yeah. Um, and hopefully with this latest AMA, you can make your case. Well, I'm going to make my case um, in New York. I'm going to make my personal case yes. to the Niantic team in New York. And I've got I've got stats. I've got PowerPoints. I've got all this other stuff. I'm going to have my roots. I'm, I'm, I'm going to make my case in person. I think I'm pretty compelling in person. So when we get our chance to talk to the Niantic Wayfair team in New York, I'm going to I'm going to come at them hot now. You know, the kids say you're coming in hot. I'm going to be coming in hot with this so <laughs> we'll see i, I was just gonna say that that it's this would be one of those things that would be an in-person kind of thing in new york go oh, fest yeah. is gonna be the perfect time so yeah. if i gotta buy a meal and a couple of drinks or so i'll do it <laughs> we'll wine and dine <laughs> little wine and dine let's talk about this so all right um that is my hill to die on chris i'm, I'm pretty happy to get that off my chest and um you know if you out there have strong feelings one way or the other on this, hit us up on our on our on our socials, Twitter at Wayspotters. You know, send us an email, Wayspotters at PokemonProfessor.com. Any other way that you can get at us, leave us a voicemail. You know, any way that you want to talk to us, 704 426 3710 send us a message on Twitter or a, you know, voice message on Twitter. Let us know. I'm assuming most people are going to disagree with me. And I want that. I actually want you to call in and write in and tell me how you disagree with me because it's going to help me refine my argument for when I talk to Niantic in New York. So please tell yes. me how much of a terrible idea you think this is, even though it's not a terrible <laughs> idea, please feel free to tell me that you think it's a terrible idea so I can re refine my argument. So, Chris, I did a whole lot of talking there, and I think you have your own hill that you want to die on, and I want to give you a chance to go next. Other than restaurants, yeah, I think this might be the the second hill that I, that I'm okay. willing to die on. Um, just real quick before we go into that, I just realized that I had two nominations on hold that were basketball courts on on high school grounds that I've been waiting. For further clarification from Niantic to release them, but so I just went. Home. I just went in and withdrew them. Because, yeah, kind of like, eh, yeah, yeah. you know what? That's going to put a lot of things. That's going to be interesting now that NBA All Worlds is sunsetting, and you know, 
They made a huge yeah. deal and ticked off a lot of people about going on to school grounds and doing it. Now they got to say, actually, you know, I don't do that. Yeah. No. And it, it burned one of my uh, AMA questions. They oh. asked about the NBA all world thing. Oh. So, oh well. Yep. Yeah. Oh well. I definitely won't live and learn. That live and learn. Well, that's all right. All right. I feel very, very passionately that there are, and I, I think there are a lot of people that agree with me. There's a lack of people who are doing reviews. Right. There are plenty of people who are submitting waste spots. Because it's exciting. You go out, you're playing the game, you find something new, you, you know, rack your brain. How am I going to convince people that this is good? Or think up a really cool title and a really cool description. And it's exciting to see your, your nomination go into the list and then go into voting and then, okay, now it's approved. And then cool. Now I'm going to go out there and I'm going to, I'm going to hack that portal or spin that stuff. Or, and that's exciting. That gets people going. That gets people motivated. Um, but sitting down and doing 25 reviews that we ask you to do for every single nomination that you do to kind of help the queue go along. That's not exciting. It's for a lot of people, it's boring. Right. And especially if, and this happened with the challenge too, there was a couple of times the people in the discord were just like, Hey, I logged in to do my reviews today. I got this as cool as the first one. I walked away from my computer. I did one review today because the one review that I got was so ridiculous that I just, I lost all motivation. And it's just, it's sometimes it's that easy. There have been times that I got three or four colds in a row that it's just like, I, why am I doing this? I, I don't have the, the energy to sift through and, you know, get coal dust up my nose. <laughs> right. So I feel that Niantic needs to better incentivize people to do reviews. And I think the perfect way to do this is how they incentivize us to do reviews for the Wayfarer challenge. Like look how many people did reviews. Look how many reviews and nominations we resolved during that challenge because they gave us stuff. Right? Yeah. They gave us incubators they gave us the pokeballs they gave us uh blasters and um ingress items that i can't yeah. remember what they are off the top of my head even though i pay it every day <laughs> edo plus edo minus uh you know yeah, yeah 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 resonators they gave us resonators that's the word i was looking for um they gave us all this stuff because we were doing reviews so why can't they do that on a regular basis? Why can't they say, hey, every thousand reviews, here's a little bit of AP. Here's a little bit of experience. Here's five, six thousand Stardust. Here's mm. 10 Pokeballs or 10 Ultra Balls. Or congratulations, you hit 10,000 reviews. Your rating is great. Here's a super incubator. Here's two super incubators. Right? You know, we've got... That's a great idea because remember, I just hit 40,000 reviews and like I posted yeah. it on Twitter yeah. and I posted it on Reddit and I was pretty excited about it, but the game kind of moved on. Like 40,000 is huge. And when I get to 50,000, I'll take a little victory lap, but I get you. I'm with you. I mean, we've got two coal of the week every single week and it's not difficult for us to find oh, no. a couple of coal no, week every week from our Discord not and from Twitter and from the stuff that we find, right? So there's a lot of coal out there. So, and you can talk about all oh, we need to just better better make people understand the rules and 
educate people better. And I don't think that's the problem, right? It, it is a problem, but I don't think that is the problem. Mm-hmm. I honestly think that like every thousand reviews, they should be giving us a little bit. Um, especially if your rating is great, because if you're reviewing poorly, your rating's going to suffer. Correct. Right. And Niantic has ways to flag accounts that are reviewing incorrectly. Um, like I know, I know personally, one person was just like, "Oh, I'm going to do the challenge just for the rewards," and they just went in and approved everything. And very quickly, they got a warning mm-hmm. from Niantic saying, "What are you doing?" Right. Um. So he stopped, and he's like, oh, "I don't." And he never got his fifty. He didn't even get to fifty before he got his warning. So now, because you got to be smart about it. So I, I love your ideas, right? I love your ideas, and. You know, I can see the show notes of what you typed in and, you know, they can't see it. We're not doing video this week, but yeah. I think what you're saying is, let me just break it down, make sure I understand it. What you're saying is not necessarily like a rolling challenge, but kind of benchmarks set out for good performance, you know? So if your yep. if your rating is great and you are at... You know, what about this? What about your first hundred agreements with a great rating? You get a huge something, right? To incentivize yeah, people to yeah. get started, right? And then maybe it's a hundred, then maybe it's 500 and then a thousand and then 5,000 and 10,000 and 20,000, you know, just something to keep people going. Because if you are at, let's say you get a thousand agreements, right? To get to that next thousand is a lot, like give me some yeah, motivation is. to get there. Like, like you said, it's sexy to go outside and run around and um, nominate a lot of things, but it's not sexy to sit in front of your computer for an hour and review. Like that's yep. work. That's where people say that yep. we're doing free work for Niantic. Um, other than, an, I, mean, I, I think upgrades have kind of been devalued over time. Some people like you, you've got like, you're tripping over. You could go swimming in your upgrade pool. I could. (laughs) You know, so an upgrade to you, there's not a lot of motivation for you to review because you've got 30. How many upgrades do you have? I hate every time you ask me this question because I tell you and it's way more than you ever think. I have 52. Oh, my God. I was going to say 30. So I have more upgrades than I can even do nominations right, right. now. So yeah, it's it's not a motivation. Upgrades are not a motivation for me. Right. Right. And they're probably I'm at not 9,948 a- agreements right now. So I'm closing in on 10,000. Right. Which would be great because I can get, change the color of my uh, my username in the Wayfair discussion discord. Scene. Yeah. So I'm at 40,295 reviewed and I'm at 18,272 Oh, wait, no, no, I'm sorry. So my my processed and agreements are 24,885. Nice. So, yeah, you know. closing it on 25 grand. Then. I'm closing it on 25 grand. So it's, um, it's, it's, uh, it, you know, I don't say I need something for that, but, you know, it would be nice to know that Niantic mm-hmm. is, is wanting us to keep going and, and, and yep. stay motivated. You, you, does that make sense? Yep. No, 100%. I think like every, and you're, I think you're right. It would have to be agreements. Like it, you couldn't just say, hey, do a thousand reviews and we'll give you items, right? It would have to be agreements. 
um, because that's what the badge is. Right. So yep. I think you say every every five hundred or every thousand agreements, um, which if you're if you're reviewing properly, your agreement percentage should be somewhere between 65, 75%, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, realistically, you could say, hey, every 500, here's a little bit. And every 1,000, maybe you get a little bit more. And if you hit that 5,000 mark or that 10,000 mark, you get kind of more stuff. Right, right. right. And, and people, a couple of people, somebody, go ahead. No, no, I was, no, go ahead. You're good. Somebody floated this idea in um on the forums and someone was like wouldn't that be considered payment for work because they're giving us they're giving us a reward <laughs> yeah. for doing their work for them for free and i'm like that's not how payments work right that's not how payment for service you get paid in money yes exactly right? i'm not gonna i'm not gonna claim pokeballs on my taxes every year exactly and they and they did it for the challenge like they literally said do this work for us we will give you items yep there's zero difference there. Yep. So that I that doesn't fly with me. Yep. Right. Are you going to talk about this? Are you going to bring this up to Niantic in New York? Is this one of your things you're going to bring up to them? Awesome. I love it. Yep. I love this it. Is, I have a little notebook that I'm bringing with me, and it is yeah. number one on my list. Um, I I think it's great. I think them using the ambassadors, they are coming up with so many good ideas. Um, mm. you know, I do. And I think there's a lot of ideas that the ambassadors are bringing up to Niantic that we don't know about, that no one knows about. That's just amongst Niantic and the ambassadors. And I don't know, these two ideas might be part of it, but I can't say that they are. So I'm going to bring them up and I'm going to be pretty loud. I'm not loud. I, I'm a loud person anyway, but you know what I mean? I'm going to be, try to be compelling and respectful and lay out my points and say, this is what I think and, and talk to me about it. And yeah. I really think the fact that they made a drastic change on a taboo area that has been taboo for 10 years before Pokemon Go with elementary schools, K through 12, right? That's always been yeah. taboo. And they made a change on yeah. that for the betterment of a game that's now sunsetting. I don't see why they yeah. wouldn't make a change for the betterment of a game that is not sunsetting being Pokemon go and Ingress and allowing, um, you know, POIs at, at disc golf courses. I mean, if we're, if we're saying that they're eligible for NBA all worlds in an elementary school, which I still disagree with, mm -hmm. but it's the rules. Yeah. Then I think we can make this change as well. So, but that's going to be yeah. part of my argument. So Niantic has kind of seen my cards a little bit. They know what I'm going to say, so we'll see what, what happens. <laughs> they definitely listen to the show. So they know what we're going to come so, with. So, um, you good yeah, there? Yeah, the whole K2. Oh, whole yeah. K I know they listen I to the show. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know if every member of the team listens to the show, but we do know there are a few people that listen to the show. Thank you for doing that. We appreciate it. Yes. Um, I don't know, man. That felt that felt pretty good to get that off my chest. How do you feel? No, I feel good. Yeah, yeah that whole K through twelve twelve thing. I never did. I only did stuff on high schools. Right, right. I only went and did because the elementary schools were just like, yeah, I I don't feel comfortable doing that. Right. I know you say that I should, but yeah, high schools. I can kind of I can see that right. because I know people go and play on those after and but yeah I. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So can't wait for New York. I yeah, no, I can't wait for New York either. So as with tradition, I share a funny news story every week. And uh, this week's spotlight, Chris, 
It's in Denver, Colorado. And it's not like the first one we had where the guy was trying to rob the 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 um the drugstore in Canada or mm. the kids wearing diapers to school in Switzerland. This one is more of a little more of a little personal story here for me. And uh, since we're not sharing video this week, um, I will do my best to explain it and then we'll put it in the show notes. But I will read the title to this news story. And this news story is out of Lakewood, Colorado. Casa Bonita's reopening date is finally here. The Lakewood landmark is now owned by South Park creators Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Are you a South Park fan? I am a huge South Park fan. That is a fantastic episode. Yes. So my daughter, Addison, 13 years old, has seen every episode of South Park three times, if not four, right? I don't know if that's appropriate, <laughs> but here we are, right? When she was growing up, Chris, I used to say, uh, no, Kitty, that's my pie pie. And uh, talk to her about <laughs> cheesy poops. And she never knew what the heck I was talking about. And I remember it was not too long after she turned 12 she started watching South Park and my wife was like, is that appropriate? And I'm like, kids are watching way worse than South Park these days, honey. Don't you? Mm. So then she came to me and she's like, dad, I understand you. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And she started reciting all these lines from South Park. And I'm like, it was such a proud father moment. I'm like, she understands me. <laughs> so this kid, she's watched every episode of the Simpsons, every episode of King of the Hill, every episode of South Park and every episode, not well, not every episode of Futurama. She didn't really get into that. Sorry, Pokemon Trainer Jay. Mm. But she's watched all those. So then I remember on TikTok, they were talking about Casa Bonita was going to be reopening. And she was like, Dad, will you take me to Casa Bonita? And I'm like, sure. I'm just going to get in a plane and go to Denver and go to Casa Bonita. Sure. Let's do it. And <laughs> never planned on it. So unfortunately, I had a death in the family. Um, and I've got to fly yes. to Portland next week. And uh, when I was booking my flights, I saw that I could get a flight to Portland with a layover in Denver. And I did the opposite of what normal people do. I picked the flight with the longest layover. So we have a 10 and a half hour layover in Denver. So we're going to get off the plane, get in an Uber, get on a train or whatever. And we're going to take an hour and a half trip from the airport in Denver to Lakewood, Colorado, and go to Casa Bonita. Even if it's not open because they're doing some construction, this kid is going to get her picture in front of Casa Bonita so she can flex in front <laughs> of her friends. That's going to happen. So I want to read. I want to read a little bit of this article for you, real quick, for our article of the week. And this comes to us from the Denver Post, and the writer is Lily O'Neill. So I want to make sure I give her credit, so we don't get some weird yep. copyright thing here coming down the pipe. Cue the mariachi music music and raise the red flag the wait is finally over casa bonita is set to reopen to the public on june 23rd and june 24th and june 29th and july 1st the restaurant notified email subscribers wednesday that it will reopen for dinner on those select dates tickets are 39 dollars 99 for adults and 24.99 for kids ages 3 to 12. kids under three years old are free can be purchased online and are non-refundable and non-transferable. Only eight people per group can get tickets at one time. It's unclear if everyone on the list was invited to buy tickets or they do not, and they do not appear on the website for Casa Bonita just yet. 
The email suggests that additional dates for which diners can buy tickets will be available in the future. A number of limited dates will be available, made available on a rolling email that, on a rolling basis. The email states, "Should you prefer, should your preferred time not be available, check back. Your link will remain valid for 90 days." The Pepto Bismol colored Denver landmark is known for its cliff divers and sopapillas. We'll reopen with a new menu from four-time nominated James Beard Award chef Dana Rodriguez and a $40 million reunion. Long renovation. Longtime Denver residents and new transplants will finally be able to explore Black Bart's cave and inhale the waterfall's chlorine. This comes, the opening comes after years of anticipation. Casa Bonita closed in March 2020 due to COVID-19. Before the Summit Family Restaurant, its parents' company at the time filed for bankruptcy. Following September, South Park creators Trey Parker and Matt Stone purchased the Lakewood Landmark effectively saving the beloved venue and ensuring locals would be able to visit again. So if you have not seen that episode or you don't know anything about Casa Bonita, (laughs) it's like, I don't know. It's like they said, there's cliff divers and there's like waterfalls and fire dancers. And then there's like Mexican food. So taking the daughter there, that's our interesting news story of the week. I'm pretty excited about it. We'll see what happens. I got to say, the fact that you're willing to take an hour and a half Uber just so your daughter can get a picture in front of this place, that's an epic dad moment. (laughs) Well, I mean, kids these days like to flex, right? That's the ultimate flex. I'm I'm, I'm proud of you, buddy. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. 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 No, that's great. All right, guys. We're going to. I love that. That's our interesting. Yep. Uh, I think it was episode seven, s- season seven, episode 11, or season 11, episode seven. One of the two. I'll have to look and put it in the show notes. So, um, All right. Yeah. So, Chris, before we go to break, last week, Cole of the Week, we had uh, you read off some German from Kroner. And I reached I out to Kroner, and you reached out to Kroner, and we asked Kroner to tell us, how we did with the pronunciation and if some of the assumptions we made were correct. So do you want to hear his response? I do. Yes. All right, here, I'm going to play it right now. Here we go. Hey everyone. Jamal asked me to give you the pronunciation of last week's call now of the week. Number two, the pronunciation is Ortsschild unter Maxfeld. On the sign, you can find the following informations. Unter Maxfeld, Gemeinde Königsmoos. Kreis Neuburg Schrobenhausen. And to give you a bit more of knowledge to this sign, this kind of sign indicates that you're driving into the village named Untermaxfeld, which is part of the city of Königsmoos. In Germany, there are often associations of small villages to create a small city. The city of Königsmoos is located in the area of the cities Neuburg and Schrobenhausen. Jamal, you were right, it's kind of a welcome sign. But more than that, it's a road sign for vehicle traffic. This sign indicates to the drivers that he enters a city area and he has to reduce his speeds to normally around maximum of 30 miles per hour. You said from the map it doesn't look like it has pedestrian access. But in my opinion, there's a shared pedestrian and bike path right next to the country road leading into the village. So in my opinion, it wouldn't be cool for pedestrian access. 
Thank you for reaching out. Until next time. All right. That's amazing, isn't it, Chris? <laughs> yeah, that was great. Thank you, Kroner, for that. Yes. I really appreciate that. When someone is speaking German, like, fluently, it sounds so good. I just... It, yeah. it sounds so cool when they're speaking German. So unlike how I do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that may be a little foreshadowing for what we have coming up here soon, right? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe. Mm, All right. Yep, you yep. want to roll to break? We've been talking for about 45 yep. minutes. All right. Let's roll to break. And we're going to play some dad jokes. And we'll be back on the other side with Waste Bot of the Week, Cold of the Week. And then we'll get you back out to your Sunday. So uh, let's hit that music. And we will see you on the other side. This is Genji, and we are listening to the Wayspotters podcast show. Hello there, all people from the Wayspotters podcast. I am Trainer Muffy. Hope you're enjoying this episode. Ugh, get some better jokes already. It's season two. Do you want to know where I learned how to make sick banana splits? Sunday school. I changed all my passwords to Kenny. Now I have all Kenny logins. I saw a rodent dancing to an Hall and Oak song. I left. I can't go for that. No. No can do. I don't really get down with a lot of the 1970s female solo artists. They're all a bunch of prima donnas. I accidentally handed my wife a glue stick instead of chapstick. She's still not talking to me. We all know about Murphy's Law. Anything that can go wrong, will go wrong. But have you heard of Cole's Law? It's thinly sliced cabbage. A man just assaulted me with a pint of milk and a block of cheese. How dare he! everybody thank you for going through the break hopefully you enjoyed the enjoyed the dad jokes this week um and hopefully you enjoy all the costume changes that i do with the dad jokes so once we get back on video you'll you'll love it i'm just changing shirts and having fun and maybe we'll add in some additional locations in the future but that's not what we're here to talk about we're here to talk about waste spot of the week Waste spot of the week this week comes to us from pineapple crazy in the wayfarer discussion discord and Chris, if you take a look at this, which we will share on our socials, this one is called Fossey Foxes, Congo River Adventure Golf. Now, this is not a disc golf course, but I did have to go find something that was something close to disc golf because I just kind of needed to, to put that little flex in there. Mm-hmm. So um, what this is, this is a picture of a fox and it's on a pedestal. And there's a little placard kind of by the fox's feet, by his paws. And the fox looks like a ceramic fox, and it's got some colors on him. It's got like some out like he's painted, like he's wearing something, like a, like a suit or something. And the description is, or the title is Foss's Foxes, Congo River Adventure Golf. And the description is, around the blabby district lay the fossy foxes. These are cute creatures mark places to explore with the family go for an adventure or have a great day out this one is stationed outside congo river adventure golf awaiting its status these foxes therefore bring out lancashire's 
artistic side while showing where to explore next. So this is a really, really cool POI. It's permanent, it's colorful, it's unique. Um, it's in front of a disc, it's in front of a um, mini golf course, but we can't see what it actually says, but I'm assuming that there's a story behind it. So I thought this was a really colorful POI to highlight for Waste Spot of the Week. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful little sculpture. I, that's when you sent it to me. I was like, ooh, I like that. That's yeah. really nice. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So thank you, Pineapple Crazy, from the Wayfair Discussion Discord. Keep sending those in. We'll keep looking at those and keep showing them. And that's one for Waste Spot of the Week. So, all right, it's that time, Chris. Let's go ahead and play this jingle. Let's get ready for Coal of the Week. I've been working on the Wayfair all the live long day. I've been working on the Wayfair just to pass the... Uh-oh. Oh, no. Hey, Jamal. I found some coal. All right, we found some coal. We did. And this week's Coal of the Week number one, like Chris said, Coal of the Week is a lot easier to find than Waste Pot of the Week. Yeah. <laughs> I can Sometimes find five yeah. or six coal before yeah. I could find one waste spot of the week. So this week's coal of the week, and again, we'll share these on our socials, comes to us from the Notorious POG from the Wayfair Discussion Discord. And what you're looking at, um, it's a POI from Los Angeles, California, San Vicente. And it is showing a picture of someone's arm who appears to be wearing a gotcha or some type of bracelet and they're holding a egg sandwich in a brown paper bag next to a sign on the wall that says egg slut. And that's the POI, right? That's the nomination. <laughs> the title and description are neon sign with a quote unquote bad word in it. Question mark. Cheeky named breakfast restaurant. I'm not sure what's going on here, Chris. I could. I don't I, know, man. I could. Like, I could one star this for body part. I could one star this for yeah. a lot of different things. The title and the yeah. description are bad, but they're trying to be cute and they're trying to make a play on words with the POI name of egg slut showing a egg sandwich. But I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm baffled by this one. This is why I wanted to share. Yeah, I don't. I don't get what they were like. I, I understand what they were trying to get at with this one, but I don't understand why they they thought it was a good idea. I guess. Right. <laughs> yeah. I don't so know, yeah, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. But you know, we'll share this on socials. But that's coal of the week number one. So thank you, notorious oh, POG from the Wayfair Discussion Discord. We appreciate you. Call of the week number two. Chris, I'm going to give this one to you. This one's from Prince P-Dove, friend of the show, Prince P-Dove. And this one is all you. Yes. I'm going to let you take this away. All right. So this is kind of like a double whammy. It is. It looks like a collection of photo edits that came up in Prince P-Dove's reviews. The title is Camp. The description is Park. Hartenstein Utherbeck. <laughs> um, and I wanted to get that out of the way first because the pictures, it's just three separate pictures of a deer. Wait a minute. That's it. 
Live animal? Live animal? It's live animal. Live it animal? It's a live animal. It is, it is several live animals, actually. Um, <laughs> it sounds like that this is supposed to be a park. Right. It's supposed to be a POI for a park. But they've just taken three pictures of deer. And this tells me that this got approved. Right. Yeah. As they're trying to edit the photo. So the one picture, the first picture, oh, there's three of them. This first picture is kind of a faraway shot of a deer laying down. It looks like a it camel. looks like a baby deer. Yeah, it looks like a camel. But it kind of looks culture. like a camel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just laying down. Its feet are tucked underneath it, and it's lo- looking off to the to the right. Um, the other two pictures look like they're exactly the same, and it's a close up, closer up picture yeah. of what looks like a baby deer. You can just kind of see its head and part of its body. But the fact that that this got approved as just a deer is concerning. Um, yes, absolutely. I was going to say the fact that they were able to get this close of a picture of a deer. Also, is kind yeah. of impressive, but yeah, the fact that this yeah. got approved, yeah. the fact that you're being asked to choose between three pictures of live animals is concerning. It is, yes, it's very concerning. So, not sure what happened here, but someone needs to send this to Niantic and go, "What the heck? What are you doing here? What are you when, doing?" This reminds me of the the what are you doing? There was there was a POI. It's gone now in my hometown. That was a flock of seagulls. Hmm. On a street in front of a cafe, but it, like okay. the POI was literally the title was "Flock of Seagulls." Like, wow! All right, when we're back on video, I'll, I'll dig it up and I'll show everyone. All right, so and, like, there, yeah, and there it is. All right, Chris, cool. we've been talking about an hour. We want to be respectful of everybody's Sunday. We got a lot off our chest, and I'm spent, done talking. Yep. All right, I'm gonna roll yep. us out. You cool? I'm good, buddy. All right. So, hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of Waste Spotters. We really appreciate you. And remember, we can't have an episode of Waste Spotters without shouting out our executive producer, Kate, the cons you rock, as well as all of our Patreons, all of our patrons. We really appreciate you all. You really help us keep moving forward. So thank you for listening to this episode. Now, if you enjoy what you heard, there's a few ways that you can show us. First of all, on our socials, you can um, you can hit us up on Twitter at Waste Spotters. We also have an Instagram, at Wastebotters Podcast. And we also are now on TikTok at I Make Wastebotters, at I Make Wastebots. We're incredibly responsive and we love interacting with our listeners. We love to have people send in messages just like Croner did and just like Agent X has done a couple times before. And as we've said before, a couple of our TikToks are over 2,500 views. So thank you guys. If you haven't had a chance to go check them out, please do. Second way you can reach out to us is on our website, www.wastebotters.com. From there, you can get links to everywhere you can download the show. You can also send us a message directly from the website, or you can send us an email at wastebotters at pokemonprofessor.com. Now, some of you normally are watching us on YouTube, and for those of you who do, please continue to do it. But for those of you who are audio only, please consider visiting us at youtube.com slash then the at sign and Waste Spotters Podcast. Third, for our American listeners or for anyone who wants to dial an American phone number, our hotline number is 704-426-3710. You never know, your voicemail may appear on an upcoming episode of the show, or you can tweet us a message directly from Twitter. Now, one thing that we haven't said in a while that I want to say now, 
on the podcast service that you're listening to us on, on audio, it would not hurt our feelings at all if you went in and gave us a five-star rating. And if you're listening to us on Spotify, write us a little review. Uh, Google Podcasts, you can't do a review on there, a written review, but you can on Spotify. So we'd appreciate it if you go and give us five stars because those are the best stars. It really helps out the show. It helps out the algorithm. It helps more people find us. So if you find us entertaining, you like the dad jokes, you like Chris's news segments, you like all the things we do, please go in and give us five stars or write us a review. We'd appreciate you for eternity. And finally, if you're not a member of the Pokemon Professor Network Patreon, you can join for as little as $1 US a month, which is like $1.37 Canadian and $1.50 something Australian dollars. Please go and do that. You'll be able to get access to everything on the show. It's www.patreon.com slash Pokemon Professor. You'll have access to the discords for all the families of shows across the Pokemon Professor Network, including Spotters, Special Conditions, Gotta Watch Them All, Purified Podcast, and Lure It Up. It's a fantastic place filled with fantastic people. And with that, we look forward to you joining us next week for another episode of Way Spotters. And remember, there's only one way to stop a fire. Pause my mixtape.